Hey friends, it's Corey Andrew Powell here, letting you know it's time to treat yourself with an exclusive Motivational Mondays deal at the NSLS shop. Listeners get 20% off shop-wide with the code MONDAYS. That's M-O-N-D-A-Y-S. Need a new coffee tumbler? Or perhaps you want to keep it classy with a new hardcover notebook? Well, get them on sale. Listen, with this deal, I'm tempted to trade in my bow tie collection for one of those cute NSLS hoodies. And don't forget, use code MONDAYS at checkout. That's M-O-N-D-A-Y-S. Enjoy that 20% off at shop.nsls.org. And stay motivated, leaders. Stay motivated. I am joined today by Aubrey Broadwater. She's an Atlanta native and a proud alumna of the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. Aubrey started her career at Salesforce in recruiting and was an early leader in driving equality initiatives in their hiring practices. So, Aubrey, welcome to Motivational Mondays. Hi, I'm happy to be here. Thank you. We're happy you're here too, and especially because the work you do is so relative now with all the different initiatives for DEI and you know, a lot of people say that, but they don't really, you know, uh, walk the walk so to speak. Right. But to begin with, you do work with Salesforce, and so what I would love to do is just start by um, explaining to our listeners what Salesforce is and does, because I know it's a cloud-based software company roughly in San Francisco, but that's pretty much all I know. So please share with us, what is Salesforce? Yeah. So in the most simple terms, Salesforce is a customer relationship management software. And so when I say that to people, they're always like, okay, well, what does that mean? And what it means is really a lot of companies come to us whether they're frustrated or overwhelmed by their own customer data. And it's because it's not, you know, shareable or readable. And it doesn't really tell the story of who their customer is or what that customer wants. And so let's say, for example, the sales doesn't share knowledge or data well with marketing or marketing has no knowledge of when a customer has contacted customer service. So Salesforce really creates and supports that CRM software that helps break down the technology silos between those different departments to give companies a really more so of a complete view of their customer everywhere that they interact with that brand. So, for example, let's say that we're shopping on a website and I'm about to buy something and I'm like, well, you know, I don't really have the money for it right now, but I want to come back to it later. You know, sometimes we get those emails in our inbox and we're like, hey, how did it know that I, you know, wanted to buy this? Why is it telling me like, oh, you forgot something in your cart? That's sales communicating with the marketing. And that's where Salesforce is really able to connect those different departments to provide that holistic view for the customer. Oh, okay. You know, what's so funny. I was recently talking to a friend of mine and I told her how I had gone to my inbox and there was this company and they were like, Hey, we saw you looking at that item. And I was like, that's creepy. Right. <laughs> but, but because the way they, the way they wrote the email, I was like looking at my window, like, well, wait a minute. What? And then, oh, okay. I get it. You saw my cart. Got it. So yes. no, that does clear it up really well. I appreciate knowing that because I, I didn't know exactly what the what the brand did. And I know you guys are really, really successful now. So um, obviously it's a need that has been met in the market. So in your role though at Salesforce, you have also been responsible for driving the first global interviewer certification program. And as I understand it, it has over 40,000 employees who've completed it. So explain more about that program and how you were involved in that. Yeah, so this was a program that I created 
from the ground up. And it was something um, that I felt like it was it was important for us to implement at Salesforce because a lot of times people hire the way that they want to hire. And so what that means is like, let's say someone, the way that they hire is completely by the books and somebody else, they're hiring how they think they should hire. And so we really had no set instructions or direction on what hiring, what good hiring looks like and not just good hiring, but what does it mean to hire with your inclusive hat on? And so, like you said at the beginning, all the talks around DEI and making sure that we're bringing in diversity uh, within companies Part of that falls back on the hiring manager and the interviewers and how they're hiring. Like, are you looking for candidates with diverse backgrounds? And when you are, are you giving them fair and equitable access to the interview process? Are you treating them differently? Are you treating them the same? You know, are you evaluating people on competencies or evaluating people based on if you like their hair or not? Right. And so being able to create this program the interviewer certification program, it allowed us to enable all of our interviewers on exactly what good hiring looks like. It allowed us to enable everyone on how do you recognize and address bias in the hiring process? What exactly does competency-based interviewing look like? And why should I be evaluating on competencies and nothing else? Uh, So this was a team effort. I I don't ever want to take credit for something that so many wonderful people helped me create. Uh, But it's something, like you said, that we've now had over 40,000 people complete and we're seeing behavior change. We're seeing more people coming in of diverse backgrounds. We're seeing more people being evaluated by competencies. We're seeing more access and opportunity opened up uh, for people from different types of backgrounds. And that's what we want. Right. That's that's the goal, because when we hire inclusively, we're able to bring in diversity of thought. We're able to have all the, you know, those beautiful backgrounds in the world of Salesforce. And our goal of Salesforce is really to have Salesforce reflect our communities. And we can't do that if people are not aligned on what it means to hire inclusively. And that's really what the interviewer certification uh, programs goals are. Yeah, that's really, really important. Um, I just interviewed a woman. She's an amazing educator, and she's a founder of a charter school in Harlem, and she's also a scientist, and so she's got all these patents. And we're having a very similar discussion where she says she will have conversations with brands, and they'll say, well, we really can't find you know, solid minority talent, or we can't find... And she's like, well, where are you looking? Because there are millions of competent people of color exactly. with amazing skills, right? So I don't understand that, but you have some brands who say, who claim they can't find minority talent. And that's, it's completely false, Corey. And and the thing is, when people say things like that, they really might not know. And that's why enablement is so important. Enabling people really helps to break down the ignorance, the ignorance of them just not knowing where to look. Because like you said, that it's false. There are, you know, people of color everywhere that are absolutely qualified, that absolutely uh, have the competencies needed for the role. It's just that folks don't know where to go. And so when you have enablement sessions, when you have interviewer certification, you are informing and educating people on exactly what they need to do to become more inclusive. Yeah. And it's also important to note too, and it's sort of 
all of us together have to acknowledge that we all have these sort of like programmed biases. So although one group, one marginalized group may experience it more than the others, I think at the end of the day, we all sort of kind of society sort of prepares us in that way. And um, I think what you're doing is great because it really allows the interviewers who may not even know they have this situation of how they view the world, you know, they can kind of learn about themselves too and go, wow, I didn't realize that I was thinking in that manner. So let me reprogram myself. Yeah. Yep. I love that you brought up bias because we all have it. Even me, even you, we all have it. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's really important. And, and I, you know, I think as I've gotten older, that's been one of the best things for me to realize, wait, I have preconceived notions as well. So, you know, then I can only imagine that other people would have it too. I think what's great too about your position now with what you're doing is it's so aligned with Biden's pick for Supreme Court justice and then the NFL conversation that's happening right now. And, and in both those cases, you know, you do have a situation where there's pushback with questions about the ability, which I just find in 2022 to be a little bit of a strange position to take, but that's where we are right now. So as far as when it comes to your other programs and initiatives, Salesforce has the Career Milestones program as well. Yes. And I know you helped to build that too. And so that program, as I understand it, actually furthers the career of a more broadened group of people of color or marginalized groups. So explain a little bit more about the Career Milestones program. Yeah. So the Career Milestones program was something um, that I had the opportunity to help build out uh, with my wonderful colleague, Lindsay Siegel. She is the mind and the magic behind that program. Um, But we were able to build out a program where we focused on sponsorship for the Black, Latinx, and Indigenous community. Now, there is a narrative that goes around that says, you know, folks of that community, aka folks that look like me, don't have the skill sets or or the qualities needed to move in a company or do certain things. And that's just not true. The reality is we are absolutely qualified. I'm a firm believer that we come from excellence. Look at our ancestors, right? The reality is, despite us being more than qualified, we don't have access and we don't have opportunity, right? People don't give us that or we don't have spaces that are created for us to attain assets and, you know, opportunity. And so because of that, sponsors are a great way of opening that up. And so by building this program, we were able to match our URM employees, our underrepresented minority employees to sponsors to help in career navigation, opening up access and opportunity, and really just allowing them to get the shine that they already had within them. And so um, that program is great. It's still running at Salesforce. And, you know, for anyone listening, if, if you don't have sponsorship programs, I encourage you to build it because I think that's the key to elevating a lot of people within our community. I also find that in that same conversation, it gets a little tumultuous sometimes because public perception is often, or not often, sometimes public perception is that someone's getting some special treatment. You have that argument all the time with affirmative action, for example. Right. People are forgetting that affirmative action is the result of, right? It's, the, it's not the cause, it's the effect. Like we had to do this to balance the playing field. Exactly. We have to have that. The thing is, the systems that we live, 
and we work in, we go to school in, these systems were not built for us. And by us, you know, the, the viewers can't see me, but I am a black woman. And so the systems were not built for us. And so because of that, we have to have programs, we have to have strategies, we have to have initiatives in place in order to make sure that our community can get what they deserve. Because like I said, this has nothing to do with the lack of something that we are doing. We are completely qualified. We are completely able to do whatever it is. It's just that we don't have access and we don't have that opportunity. And this is just us being able to elevate that. Yeah, I think that's terrific. And just yesterday as well, I interviewed a woman named Erin Velarde, and her role is, um, she's the founder of a group called Run 51, and their whole role is to uh, empower women across the country to run for office and give them the support with the objective of gaining a majority 51% in the legislature in America. And she explained why all that, that would be important um, for women's issues specifically, but she broke it down and she is a white woman, and she broke it down and said, the construct of politics, as you just said, that we live in, that we have to operate in, was not built for us. And she meant just women, because she says, you know, it was built on white men who were landowners. They were pretty much all who could vote. So, and you think about the fact that women weren't even given the opportunity to vote until like 1920. So yes, there's a lot of systems in place that, you know, we have to compensate for. And I, and I love that this conversation, hopefully sheds light on that for people so they don't feel like anyone's getting more than them we're trying to balance the balance the field exactly thank you for listening to motivational mondays presented by the national society of leadership and success and available wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts i'm Corey andrew powell and i'll see you again here next week